Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Valerie Lee with VB Consulting. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. Great being here. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about VB Consulting. Uh, how are you serving folks? Well, happy to do that. We are an organization, a consulting firm, and we have been in business for almost 20 years, Lee. Um, we service primarily higher education institutions, um, and we work in the area of ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning. Uh, but we've also expanded our suite of offerings to uh, include um, business process reengineering, and we've been working with municipalities lately. We've been working with the city of St. Paul. But our bread and butter typically is primarily with colleges and universities across the country. Some of the colleges that we've serviced to provide training, business process reengineering, or implementations um, for Oracle, Workday, um, PeopleSoft, uh, include Emory. That's our client here in Georgia. Um, and we've serviced them for about three or four years. But we've also worked with Harvard. We've worked with Stanford. We've worked with one of some of the largest universities in the country, Arizona State University, University of Central Florida. We've worked with Los Rios Community College on the West Coast. We've worked with Maricopa Community College, currently working with the University of Houston, um, UC Berkeley, Palomar, just a host of schools that we have worked with, Florida A&M. So we are really excited to share what we do because it is, I think, we're kind of unknown here in, in Atlanta because we we have most of our clients are not here in Georgia. So this is a great opportunity for us to kind of share what we do. So now what's your backstory? How did you get into this kind of niche? Wow, that's a, that's a long story, but I will keep it short. I graduated from the University of Georgia with a degree in public relations at the School of Journalism. Then I went to Southern Tech, which is now Kennesaw State University, um, and I got my master's in management technology, you know, that's very similar to an MBA. And um, during the course, when finishing up the MBA, they came and they were recruiting at the school, and IBM recruited me. So I headed off from this Georgia Peach, went to Los Angeles, which I've always loved California, always wanted to live there, lived there for about three years, worked for PeopleSoft, well, I worked for IBM. Uh, in the IBM practice, I worked in management consulting and then moved into PeopleSoft, uh, left IBM to go work for PeopleSoft. Um, and, you know, helped IBM and PeopleSoft develop a rapid methodology for implementing what at, at that time was called the student administration system. And now it's called Campus Solutions. And so with that suite, it's again, it's an enterprise uh, resource planning um, software. And it, we work with financial aid. We work with student financials. We work with enrollment. We work with graduation. We work with admissions. So all of those areas that schools may need support with, uh, particularly during the pandemic, we helped a lot of schools. We provided chat box to schools. We expanded our suite of offerings to include that. 
And so it's just been a wonderful journey because I started out learning people soft. I had a girlfriend um, who, who was with me at the University of Georgia and we would always do everything together. And she worked for PeopleSoft at that time. And she said, Valerie, you really should get involved with PeopleSoft. It's a great company. Uh, and I, you know, the, the rest is history. I, I got in the practice at IBM and with PeopleSoft, it has just been an extraordinary journey. Um, and I initially wanted to work in the area of HR but because I wanted to get into the people thought practice with IBM, uh, based on her recommendation, I was only able to get in on the student side. And at the time, like I said, it was a very new product, but it has been a wonderful adventure. Um, started out with just me um, consulting, and now we have over 20, 30 consultants that work with us. And it has just been extraordinary. It really has been. Can you share a little bit about the journey from the kind of the mindset shift you had to have as an employee to now running your own show? <laughs> I mean, because that's a difficult, courageous move to make. I mean, you had something that was probably yeah. pretty stable and solid, but you wanted to do yeah. your own thing and you wanted to kind of aim higher and kind of write, you know, kind of carve your own path. That's difficult. Right. Um, that's uh, it takes courage. It takes um, belief. Can you talk a little bit about kind of your thinking at the time? Because I think the listener can really benefit from understanding because a lot of folks are in that same situation, especially going through the yeah. pandemic where there's a lot of change. Maybe this organization they're with currently is not, you know, going to be their long term future. And at some point they would yes. like to, but they are hesitant, you know, either for lack of funding right. or lack of resources or mm -hmm. lack of even seeing someone who had been there and done that. Right, right. Well, I will tell you, um, even as a, a small kid, maybe five or six, um, my favorite thing to do was, was play store in my in my bedroom. I played store. So I always wanted, I had an entrepreneurial spirit, um, and I always knew that I wanted to have my own business. Now, I thought it would be a boutique, you know, selling clothes, because that's, I love to do that. And, and I will talk a little bit about how, I'm able to do that now. But um, when I worked for IBM and PeopleSoft, both companies, my job was a consultant. And as a consultant, you are um, heavily pushed and encouraged to bill hours. Now, when you're a consultant working for these companies, if you are not on a project, you are very vulnerable. Right. And so because of that vulnerability, I started cold calling schools to see if they needed any support. Let me rewind a little bit, too, and give you a little bit of history. Prior to IBM and PeopleSoft, I worked for waste management and I worked for a recycling company before that. And both of those jobs were sales jobs, which I absolutely love. Um, I, I just have a natural, I think it's just a natural ability or I enjoy, let me say that. Um, I enjoy selling. Um, I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy learning about people. And so I used those, the skills that I learned um, at Recycle Fibers, which, uh, you know, that was my very first job and at waste management because I was a professional garbage lady. I would drive around. I had a territory of commercial um, 
you know, of businesses. And I would see, is there trash overflowing? Because if there's trash is overflowing in the back, I mean, this is what I did. I drove around and if it was overflowing, I would say, here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity because maybe their trash was missed or maybe they don't have enough days for p- trash pickup. So I would go in and talk to the, the, the shipping director or whomever it was. Um, and I, I also worked at a lot of hospitals um, and see if there was a need to change their service. So I use those, the skills that I learned um, as a young, you know, 21, 22. Uh, and I used those skills at IBM and PeopleSoft. And when I was not on a project, like I said, I would cold call. So I started seeing that I was bringing in a lot of business because I was cold calling. And that wasn't really even my job. And because of that, I started saying, if I can do this, if I can cold call, land opportunities for IBM and PeopleSoft. Why am I not able to do that myself? And so I was at a conference with a client that I still have to this day in University of Louisville. We presented at a higher education users conference. And we, after our presentation, we got so much encouraging support from the folks that attended the seminar and they wanted us to, you know, come and help them come, come help us at our school. I mean, there were several people that came up to us and at that conference, I made my mind up because I've been thinking about it already. I put in my resignation at that conference because that was confirmation for me. That was the last straw that I could, I could do this on my own. So I put in my resignation and I had a six week project with a school in Philadelphia, Bryn Mawr. And my mom in particular said, are you really going to leave your comfortable job where you've got a 401k and you've got all these benefits and you've got stability for a six week job? And I said, yes. Part of the reason was I wanted to do that job, but I was also in the process of working with um, this woman who had a boutique. Again, remember, I told you that I wanted a boutique. Right. So I worked with her on the weekends and she would train me about it because I was, I was prepared to buy her business at the same time. But discovered that her business was the books were not the way that they should have been. And so I shifted back into IT. And so that six week project turned into multiple projects. I just started getting higher ed, the very small industry. And I was getting projects word of mouth and I I landed a, a two year gig. And so 20 years later, almost in February of of next year, it will be 20 years that I have had VB consulting. And I really just count it all a blessing. And I tried to use a lot of the things that I learned um, with that, you know, just jumping out into the deep. And, and, you know, uh, entrepreneurship is basically, as someone said to me, and I love this, it's navigating ambiguity. Yes, during the 20 years that I have been in business, I've had some highs, I've had some lows, I've had two children. And as a consultant, you know, they basically buy you. They want you to come in and do the work. But I was able to convince several of my clients, University of Central Florida, um, Louisville, I've got some folks that could do this, but I'm available to you. So I wanted to scale my business. And I've been able to do that because now I don't work on the projects. I bring in consultants that work on the projects. And it is just, it's been phenomenal. It really has been phenomenal. So I would encourage anyone who is considering 
entrepreneurship, because I believe there's an entrepreneur in everyone. I mean, it, it does take courage. It does take tenacity. A lot of folks, when you want to be an entrepreneur, sometimes it takes waking up at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it takes getting two hours of sleep, but that's, that's the work that you put in. That's the sweat equity that you have to put in for, I'm a serial entrepreneur. We just opened up a wellness spot here in, in uh, downtown college park. That's got fitness. It's got spa manicures, pedicures, facials. Um, and we also have events in the space. So there's so many, I, I just, I love entrepreneurship. I think it's amazing. I think it's fantastic being your own boss. And I love the ability as an entrepreneur to help other entrepreneurs, to provide jobs in the community, to provide, help other families. It is just, it's more than fulfilling for me. Right. When your job has the kind of impact that yours does now, you're able, the more resources you have at your disposal allows you to share those yes. resources with others and, and help other people get to that next level. And it sounds like early on, Absolutely. you didn't look at your work, even when you were working for someone else as kind of a job, you always looked at it as they were your client. Even when you were yes. at PeopleSoft and IBM, you were looking at it through the lens of an entrepreneur that, hey, this is my client. If I don't have more <laughs> clients, then they might fire me. So I right. better help them get more clients to keep me here at this. So that entrepreneurial right. yeah. mindset has stuck with you probably since the beginning. It has. It really has. And I, um, I, I just, like you said, I, I don't think of people say, well, look at your career. A lot of what I do is it's a calling because, you know, when you meet people, I, networking is so important. I have connected with folks that I knew back from my waste management days, back from my recycle fiber days. I tell people, anyone that you meet, there should be some kind of connection and don't ever lose it. And you've heard the saying before, your network determines your net worth. Because even though you might not have something in common today, you don't know a couple of years from now, there may be something how you can mutually benefit each other. And so I don't, you know, I really look at connections um, in a very special way. And I value those connections relate business and entrepreneurship is all about relationships. People do business with who they like. And so it's, it's very important to nurture uh, the relationships that you have with folks. I, I really think that is critical to the longevity of if you want to be a serial entrepreneur, even if you just want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to nurture relationships. Now, can, can we talk a little bit about how now as your career has evolved and your impact has kind of widened, now how it's important for you to help other, especially female and entrepreneurs of color kind of get their foot in the door and get to the next level? Like, how did you orchestrate your life to enable uh, others to benefit from your learnings? I love that question. So um, with BB or, or BB Consulting, um, I, I thought one day I said, you know, I, I'm very active in my church as well. I'm an elder in my church um, and uh, I really support that effort. But I thought in addition to that, how can I help support 
um, female minority aspiring entrepreneurs. And we set up a 501c3 that is BBB Foundation. And I think I mentioned earlier that I have two two teenage daughters. One's Bailey and one is Blair. And that's how we came up with BBB Foundation. Um, and, and I love this organization because what we do is we provide grants and scholarships to aspiring entrepreneurs that may need help. Particularly, we wanted to focus on these ladies during the pandemic because a lot of them were not able to take advantage of the PPP loan. Um, A lot of them just needed some support. And so that's what we've done. We have provided over $20,000, $30,000 in scholarships to aspiring uh, female African-American entrepreneurs. And so um, we, you know, if they can just go on to bvbfoundation.org and apply. But we also, in addition to providing the funding, we also mentor. We also have a location that is right next to uh, VB Consulting Headquarters in downtown College Park. And this location is called Pop Shopolis. It's a pop-up shop. And what we do is, in addition to the scholarship, we provide a location, we provide an avenue for aspiring entrepreneurs to use the space. Because a lot of times, they, you know, folks can't afford a year lease, a six-month lease, a three-month lease. They can use it for a day or a weekend to showcase um, soaps, candles, artwork, um, fashion. And we've had several other entrepreneurs use it for pop-up candy shop, um, pop-up weddings. Um, we it just whatever you want to the location to be, you can you you have access to it. So it's it's an entrepreneurial incubator, if you will, and we are very proud of that because we've got an, another entrepreneur who's our BBB ambassador that's using the space now. We have another entrepreneur who sells T-shirts and she's using the space. So if you know someone wanted to do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, they can use the space as well. But we are just really proud of having that space for entrepreneurs and it's upstairs and downstairs upstairs. Basically it's a storefront um, and entrepreneurs use that downstairs is also an area that could be used, but that's a space that a lot of people use just to, to think and and be very creative. All of the spaces that we have are very eclectic um, and we hope that they foster creativity. So we're really excited about BVB foundation as well as the, um, pop-up shop that is right next to our headquarters and something else that we, um, that we took the time to, to, to set up is we have a podcast or really it's a studio in our headquarters location. And a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who want to have podcasts, they can rent out the space as well. So we're just really excited about giving back to entrepreneurs, mentoring and assisting in any way that, that we possibly can. It has to be such rewarding work to see your um, kind of career blossom like this. It's probably you you probably didn't know how the story was going to end, but the journey has been amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Lee. And it's just um, I'm so grateful because one of the things that we also teach the entrepreneurs that we have an opportunity to mentor is to own the space that you occupy entrepreneurship is a beautiful thing, 
But when you're able to own the space that you occupy, that really takes you to another level. One of the things that we did starting in 2019, um, I, I looked and I said, wow, you know, we've rented out space for a lot of our consultants when we have meetings. Um, a lot of what we're doing, we have to rent out space. Why? Sh we should have our own space. And so when the opportunity presented itself in Historic College Park, right across the street from Woodward, next door to brake pad, um, there's, there was office space. And so we bought the space uh, that's now Pop Shopless, then we bought additional office space. And then next to that, we have what we are really excited about, particularly this week, because we had our ribbon cutting and grand opening on uh, last week, is the wellness spot. Now, my area of expertise, as I mentioned, my journey involves um, public relations, it involved IT, it involved mentoring, but this wellness spot has become my other baby that I'm very excited. Um, it is a 4,000 square foot um, facility that has um, fitness at the top, at the bottom again, facials, manicures, pedicures, it, and the back has got garden space, it's got a patio for special events, because we wanted to bring something particularly to this community on the south side. There are many luxurious places on the north side of, uh, of, of Atlanta and Georgia that, that folks can go to, but we wanted something here on the south side, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback about, you know, from folks that are saying, wow, this is what we needed on the South side, relaxation, wellness, fitness. And so um, the wellness spot ATL on Instagram and the wellness spot ATL.com is our um, website. And of course we are on Facebook, but it has just been phenomenal. Now I'm a certified Zumba instructor, but um, I just really wanted to make sure that this community had something where they could get all of those things wrapped up into one. And again, because it is in historic college park, we spent over a year renovating the space to make it exactly what we wanted, something different, something eclectic. And so I really hope that um, the audience will have a chance to look at the transformation because it is posted on our website of what the space was at one time and now its current state because we're really proud of um, the environment that we have created there. We like to think of it as kind of a sanctuary here in Historic College Park. So very excited about that. Now, you mentioned earlier the importance of relationships. Can you talk about why it was important for you to get involved with the GWBC? It's very important because one of the things as a um, minority women-owned company, you want to uh, connect with those that are like you. And the, the other reason is because we respond to a lot of RFPs particularly on the government side, of course, you know, we, when we work with colleges and universities. And so this organization is a phenomenal group of women that we can share and exchange ideas about how, how is your business operating, you know, in the pandemic? How did you pivot? Who did you meet? And so those relationships within the organization are critical. And, you, you know, you, you can uh, get customers, you become customers. It's just a wonderful place to network and share. It is a great organization. And I'm so happy that we are part of the organization. 
Well, if somebody wanted to learn more about your firm, um, is there a website that they can uh, go to to uh, you know connect with you or somebody on your team? Absolutely. Um, like I said, uh, we have so many organizations, and what I, I didn't mention too that. We have our umbrella organization is Building Bridges Holding Company. So under that umbrella of Building Bridges Holding Company, and you see from the name Building Bridges, that that automatically talks about networking. My maiden name was Bridges, so I wanted to make sure that we preserve that. But again, under that umbrella, we have the wellnessspotatl.com. You can always connect with us there. We have um, Popshopolis atl.com that's a website and we're also on instagram and facebook bvb underscore foundation.org that's our 501c3 arm where we help aspiring entrepreneurs and vb-consultinginc.com that is our um, it arm and we're just so excited about everything that we are that we're doing now. And you're rightly, I did not expect this to be a part of the journey, but I feel so blessed and privileged just to offer whatever I can to any, any aspiring entrepreneur and just to continue to see um, the businesses grow. I would love to have a wellness spot in California. I mentioned that was part of my journey. I used to live in California. And so I'm excited about um, the possibility of doing, of having a space there as well. So, you know, when you're a serial entrepreneur, it's all, it, you always want to think of how to get better, how to do more, how to serve more, because that's really the way that, that I like to think of myself. I'm a servant. I'm a servant to my clients. I'm a servant to the ones, the folks that I mentor. I like to serve and I like to give back because like you said, it is extraordinarily rewarding. And um, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to do that at this point in my life. And the ripples. And the- Lee, I, Lee, I didn't even mention to you as well that not because I love entrepreneurship so much, I made the decision. A lot of things happened during the pandemic. <laughs> I made the decision to go back to school to get my doctorate degree at Georgia State in with the focus. It's a it's a business degree, but a focus on entrepreneurship and specifically African-American entrepreneurs and how important it is for wellness and how we can prevent burnout. Because a lot of people hear me and they say, Valerie, we don't know how you're doing all that you are doing. But part of that is because I have a fitness routine. It's because I try to take care of myself. It's because of the wellness spot that was part that that really helped me find balance and as an entrepreneur a serial entrepreneur it is critical to make sure you find that balance and you find that center because if you're not well you can't help others so that's something important that I wanted to mention as well well congratulations on all the success um, thank you so much for sharing your story today you're doing such important work and the ripples throughout the community that you are kind of a catalyst for are real and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. We, we I just appreciate the opportunity to share. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see y'all next time on GWBC open for business. 